I'm Marco Werman, and this is The World, a co-production of the BBC World Service, PRI, and WGBH Boston. Another surprise twist to the hostage drama at that natural gas plant in Algeria. Government forces today searched the Sahara Desert for five foreign workers who appear to have vanished during the ordeal. The five may have escaped and gotten lost. 37 hostages, including three Americans, were killed between the time that Islamic militants attacked the gas facility and the end of a four-day battle between the militants and the Algerian military. 29 militants were also killed. Three were captured. The alleged mastermind of the attack is still at large, though. He's a one-eyed Algerian militant named Mokhtar Belmokhtar. Some know him as Mr. Marlboro, a nickname that refers to his cigarette smuggling operations in the desert. French intelligence officials reportedly refer to him as the uncatchable. But the hostage taking at the gas plant in southern Algeria has now trained a bright spotlight on Belmokhtar. Jeff Porter is a founder and director of North Africa Risk Consulting. He's lived and worked in the region over the last two decades. And he calls Mokhtar Belmokhtar an enigmatic character. He cut his teeth in terrorism when he was 19 or 20 years old. Uh, he left Algeria, where he was born, to join the Mujahideen fighting against the Soviet occupation in Afghanistan. He returned to Algeria, joined the Islamist insurgency that was underway there. He subsequently relocated to the Sahara at that time. So he's been established in the Sahara since 2002, so for a little more than a decade now. Um, his commitment to jihadi terrorism seemed to dissipate over his time in the Sahara. He became increasingly criminally minded, and there were serious questions about whether he was a genuine jihadi or he was simply a mafioso, mm. a, a leader of an organized crime gang that was involved in kidnap for ransom, in cigarette smuggling, in human trafficking, in drug running, and any number of, of criminal enterprises that weren't necessarily jihadi motivated terrorist activities. Now, I think some of our listeners will hear your description of Belmokhtar going to Afghanistan for fighting experience, becomes a jihadi, returns home. There are some similarities with Osama bin Laden. Uh, do you see anything beyond uh, those kind of broad strokes that draw similarities for you? That's a good question. You know, bin Laden had a very clear objective of establishing a global jihadi network. It's not clear whether Bill Mukhtar has those same ambitions. One potential similarity may be that Bill Mukhtar may have regional ambitions in the sense that he wants to become the dominant jihadi in North Africa, the Sahel, and the Sahara. Um, the group that participated in the raid at the Algerian gas facility was a multinational group. It included Tunisians, Algerians, Libyans, Mauritanians, Malians, Nigerian, and what we're hearing is also possibly a Canadian. Does he travel freely between Algeria and Mali, and what do people in that kind of part of the world think of him? I don't think he has the ability to cross into Algerian territory. Bil Mukhtar has been on Algeria's radar for the better part of a decade. What do people think of him? It varies. Um, you know, the Al Algerian government thinks he's a criminal and a terrorist and should probably be killed. The local population probably has you know, a, a less one-sided view of who Bil Mukhtar is. Over the course of his tenure in the Sahara, he has created economic opportunities for the local populations, either through com criminal activities like uh, cigarette smuggling or drug running, or kidnap for ransom. 
we do know in some instances that individuals have been kidnapped by entrepreneurial terrorists. People see an opportunity to kidnap an expatriate in the Sahel, and then they sell that victim to Bil Mukhtar. And then he ransoms the victim for a substantial markup. Um, you, you mentioned earlier the, the break uh, that Bel Mokhtar had with uh, al-Qaeda in the Islamic Maghreb, or AQIM. Um, it started his own organization last fall called the Signed in Blood Battalion. What do you think is significant about that break with AQIM? So when AQIM came into emergence in 2006, 2007, there was still this desire to be affiliated with al-Qaeda core. Following the death of bin Laden, uh, following the re- the assumption of leadership in al-Qaeda core by Zawahiri, you know, al-Qaeda didn't have much to offer its affiliates. Um, it didn't have the financial resources. In fact, the relationship had been reversed, where the affiliates were supposed to pony up to al-Qaeda core. Mm. They were supposed to contribute to the lead organization. And so there were real questions about you know, what the affiliates were getting out of their relationship with al-Qaeda. Um, and I think Bil Mukhtar felt as if AQIM in Algeria was a dead-end organization. And what he wanted to demonstrate was that AQIM is not the lead jihadi organization in the Sahara anymore. It's his organization. So where does it put uh, Belmokhtar today in terms of what his goals are? And what is he trying to achieve with these kidnappings and these smuggling networks and all these millions that are coming in? Is he a jihadist? I don't know. Um, We simply don't know what Belmokhtar wants. Does he want to restore his credibility as a bona fide jihadi? Does he want to start to challenge this perception that he is fundamentally a non-ideological, financially motivated criminal? Uh, Or is he simply now going to return to his criminal activities except with the advantage of having carried out a spectacular terrorist attack that serves as a fantastic recruiting tool? We just don't know. Jeff Porter, founder and director of North Africa Risk Consulting, telling us about Mokhtar Bel Mokhtar, the Algerian militant who has claimed responsibility for the attack at the BP plant in southern Algeria. Jeff, thank you very much for your time and thoughts. No, it's absolutely my pleasure.